MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now get ready for Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are thoughts and opinions only and do not necessarily reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks or their sponsors and associates. You are encouraged to do the proper amount of research yourself, depending on the subject matter and your needs. On this show, I'll be bringing you brand new, mind-blowing content, news exercises, and weird experiments you can do at home, and a lot more on this edition of the program. Were the Mayans actually right about 2012? Now, I know you're probably thinking, what do you mean, Josh? We went through 2012 and... We're all still alive. Or are we? It's something to think about. I mean, you've seen the sixth sense, right? But seriously, I think what I'm going to tell you will surprise you. You'll find this very interesting. I should have known this, but I don't think that I did. So... It takes us in a very interesting direction. Before we get into that, though, uh, just a quick news update for you. I have been reading reports saying that here it is. I'm recording in February of 2023 that the amount of snowpack on the Rocky Mountains and even the Sierra Nevada is quite more than average for this time of year. That's great because we are all working together to try to manifest a lot of snow, especially in the Rocky Mountains this winter, so that it will eventually melt and help raise some of those water levels in Lake Powell and Lake Mead, uh, which, of course, will affect ultimately the whole world economy. Um, so uh, we're defying the the scientific odds at this point. Good job, everybody. Keep it up. Uh, OK, so now. In 2012, of course, there was tons and tons of speculation that one way or another, especially 
on, I think it was December 21st of 2012, somehow the world was going to end or there would be a radical shift, but it was mainly doom and gloom. And, you know, and that wasn't so long ago. I mean, you're talking about a little over 10 years ago. So, you know, unless you're a child, you should remember all of the hype regarding that. And just to sort of uh, recap for you, if you if you just look up the 2012 phenomenon here at Wikipedia, it says the 2012 phenomenon was a range of beliefs that cataclysmic or transformative events would occur on or around the 21st of December 2012. The date was regarded as the end date of a 5,126-year-long cycle in the Mesoamerican Long Count Calendar, and festivities took place on December 21st of 2012 to commemorate the event in the countries that were part of the Maya civilization, like Mexico, Guatemala. Um, various astronomical alignments and numerological formulas were proposed for this date. A New Age interpretation held that the date marked the start of a period during which Earth and its inhabitants would undergo a positive physical or spiritual transformation, and that the 21st of December 2012 would mark the beginning of a new era. Others suggested the date marked the end of the world or a similar catastrophe. Scenarios suggested for the end of the world included the arrival of the next solar maximum, an interaction between Earth and a supermassive black hole, or uh, a cataclysm which would involve the Earth colliding with a mythical planet called Nibiru. Uh, all these different ideas were out there. And I started studying this 2012 phenomenon, and even I myself thought that there may be something to it. There were a lot of pieces that were adding up and pointing in that direction. And, and you know, I had been down to uh, Belize and studied the Mayan culture to some extent. And in fact... I even did a, I think it's about a two hour presentation about this in 2012 in Charleston, South Carolina. And, uh, in fact, you can watch it for free on YouTube and it's actually well worth watching because it really applies not just to what was happening then, but to any kind of, uh, devastating or, or end time scenario or, you know, any type of situation where something's going to hit the fan. It's got a lot of good survival info in it. Just go to YouTube and type in Joshua P. Warren and then something like 2012 Charleston presentation and you should be able to find it and watch it. Um, and of course that's for free to everybody on YouTube. You know what? Let me pause for a second and mention and, uh, you know, this is something, gosh, I've been kind of dreading bringing it up because it's to me, it's so sad. But in another way, um, there's something good about it. Uh, so um, when I did that presentation in Charleston in 2012, my great friends, Linda and Shag Kladowski helped me put that together because they lived in Charleston and they were just wonderful, wonderful people just uh, just so fun loving and open minded and enthusiastic. And they were just huge supporters of me and my work. And we, we, we hunted ghosts together. They took my classes. Uh, Linda even came down to visit me when I was in, in Puerto Rico. And now, you know, here it is 10 years later and, and both of them are dead and, uh, and they both died relatively young. Shag 
was, I believe, in his 50s, and he just went to sleep one night and never woke up. And that was a huge shock because he wasn't, nobody was aware he had any kind of problem or anything like that. And, uh, that just absolutely devastated Linda. Uh, they, those two were just, you know, entangled souls. They were soulmates and, uh, she never got over that. And then just recently, I mean, like weeks ago, uh, Linda died of cancer and, you know, as terrible and tragic and sad as that is, here is why I say that at least we can take solace in this. When Shag left the earth, he died peacefully in his sleep. And that is one of the greatest gifts I think you can have because we all have to leave somehow or another. And, uh, I think that's, that's a pretty good way to leave. <laughs> that's about the best way you're going to leave. Linda, she had to suffer some before she died, but. Now that that's over, she is reunited with Shag, and that's what she wanted. She always wanted to be reunited with him, and I believe they are back together now. So, again, we all miss them, and uh, it's it's almost unbelievable that they're both gone. But the pain, I believe, is over, and now um, they are continuing this journey together. And so, uh, I love and miss both of them. And of course, um, I love their daughter, Tony and her husband, Dakota. And, uh, we all kind of felt like family. So they helped me put together that presentation there in Charleston back in 2012. Well, I bring all this up because another one of my closest friends, Mr. Dean Worsing, he recently sent me a video of a rocket scientist talking about something that I figured I would have heard, but I guess I either I, I hadn't heard this or I forgot about it or something. So this rocket scientist, who's well-known, um, I, I could give his name, but I'm not going to just because that uh, I really don't know him very well, and I don't want that to uh, be an issue. It's not relevant to what he was saying, as you will see. He said that if you go back and you, you look at what happened in the year 2012, that something major occurred that was being kept secret um, around the time it happened and wasn't even revealed until like two years afterward. That's how, how much controversy there was over keeping this a secret. He said that in July of 2012, right around July 23rd, that the sun emitted these massive uh flares like x flares i think they call them coronal mass ejections very much like the carrington event um which happened in the 1800s which caused a gigantic electromagnetic pulse all around the earth and uh, back then the technology was you know nothing compared to what it is now and so we didn't have a lot of wires to burn out other than like telegraph wires and sparks shooting off of railroad tracks and causing fires and that kind of thing now something like that in our delicate electronic age would be uh, catastrophic and he said that these incredible solar flares were heading straight toward earth and everybody was just ready for it who who had access to the technology and then at the last minute something happened 
to 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 change the course of these flares right before they were about to hit Earth. Okay, when we come back, I'm going to tell you more about this. And you know what? He's right. I've got the NASA webpage here, which breaks all this down for you. This is kind of mind blowing. It looks like the Mayans may have been right, but something saved us. Um, by the way, you know, I talk about this a lot. I There are certain things that I only reveal through my free e-newsletter. I don't even bring them up on the podcast. If you subscribe to my free e-newsletter, you'll know I've started that process. New things I've created that you hear about first and sometimes only through my free e-newsletter. Go to joshuapwarren.com and sign up for that free e-newsletter right now. On the homepage, you'll see a spot where you put in your email address, you hit submit. And when you do that, you will instantly receive an automated email from me with links to some free online gifts, things that will help you start making your life more magical today. I promise you. Go to joshuapwarren.com. There's no period after the P. Sign up for that free e-newsletter and while you're there, I hope you'll check out the Curiosity Shop as well. The goodies, a lot of them are exclusive, and uh, there's not many of them. They disappear pretty quickly. JoshuaPWarren.com. That's me. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back. Keep it here on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. The Wizard of Weird will be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings that frustrating thing your mom does, or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash strange things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash strange things. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Looking for that certain someone who shares your interests in UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and the paranormal? Look no further than ParanormalDate.com, the unique site for like-minded people. If you like the senior crowd, 
TryParanormalDate.com forward slash seniors to meet like-minded people that are 60 plus. It all depends on what you prefer. ParanormalDate.com is great for everyone. You can also tap into members that are 60 plus at ParanormalDate.com forward slash seniors. Enjoy your search. Have some fun at ParanormalDate.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. And now back to Joshua P. Warren and Strange Things. strange things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, the Wizard of Weird, Joshua P. Warren, beaming into your wormhole brain from my studio in Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada, where every day is golden and every night is silver. And if you're unclear about the whole EMP thing, EMP means electromagnetic pulse. And whenever uh, a magnetic pulse hits a metal wire, that wire produces electricity. That is how we produce most of our electricity on this earth. It is by subjecting coils of metal wire to magnetic fields. And so the sun is constantly blasting Earth with all these magnetic um, ejections, these magnetic pulse, electromagnetic pulses. And but the Earth is, is usually shielded because we have this magnetic field around the Earth called the magnetosphere. But in some of the areas where the magnetosphere is a little bit thinner, you can actually see what happens when these uh, solar uh, pulses get, uh, get closer to the earth. And that's when you get it places where the sky glows, like the northern lights, the aurora borealis or the southern lights, the aurora australis. Uh, you're actually seeing some of that energy from the sun interact with that magnetosphere and, and the ionosphere around the earth. So, um, we're used to having a certain amount of electricity or, or electromagnetism blasting us all the time. But the problem is, if we get a super huge blast of magnetism, all of these fine little metal wires, they can't handle it. It produces so much of a surge of electricity that it just burns them out. And that is why an electromagnetic pulse is 
a, a huge burst of magnetism that is, is so powerful that it can even be weaponized. You know, sometimes you, you have bombs that will produce a pulse that can take out electronics in a certain place. Or, of course, if you have these natural ones that come from the sun, uh, those can be scary because, you know, we're talking about uh, something that Mother Nature is producing. And, you know, there's only so much you can do about the weather. So uh, to a certain extent, we kind of seem like we're biding our time here before something like this happens anyway. Uh, that is why, for example, I have a sunshine simple solar generator uh, that I keep at my house. And the Sunshine Simple is the world's most powerful solar generator for the price. And it's cool to have that because you got to realize if we ever got a big EMP, then, um, I, I mean, computers in certain areas would be wiped out. So, and computers control pumps. So you probably wouldn't be able to get any electricity pumped to you, uh, or any uh, electricity, uh, that would pump water into your house or, uh, or fuel that you could use for your car. I mean, you wouldn't even, you can't even comprehend the chain reaction of problems that would happen if all the computers got fried in this day and age. You know, the financial system would go down. You probably couldn't get any money. A lot of bad stuff would happen. So uh, if you do get a Sunshine Simple Solar Generator, uh, the cool thing about that is that Mobius owns that company. He makes them, and uh, you can even get him to make a Faraday cage for you or just tell you how to make one on your own that you can put around the generator to protect it so that if there ever is an EMP, whether it's man-made or natural, this generator will still work after that when everything else will be fried sunshinesimple.com if you want to watch some videos there sunshinesimple.com but anyway uh that's that's why the the idea of this is scary so in july of 2012 this scientist was saying that we it was it, it, the time had arrived all of these huge electromagnetic pulses these coronal mass ejections had fired off from the sun and were supposed to hit Earth. And there was nothing we could do about it, but just, you know, <laughs> the people who were in the know, maybe they had a little warning, uh, not much of one, but they just kind of kept it quiet because why panic everybody? And then at the last minute, he said something, something came in and influenced them and changed them. He said they came so close that instead of hitting Earth, he said that they went between Earth and the moon. That's what he said. That's I mean, that's unbelievably close to the Earth. And so uh, and then he went on to say that he was at some conference. And I believe he said that Linda Moulton Howe claimed that she knew some guy who was involved with the government or whatever, who said that a spaceship had come and done something to change the course of those blasts. Now, who knows if that's true or not, but that's, that's what he was saying in this video. And he said that what's really interesting about that is if indeed, as it looked like, uh, was going to happen, if those, if those pulses had hit earth as directly as they were supposed to in July of 2012, that sure enough, they predict that we might have been able to like pull through this with just emergency resources for a few months, 
but they predict it would take around five to six months before everything would break down and we would absolutely destroy ourselves. We'd start reverting back to cavemen and just killing and looting and like, and he said that that would end up being right around, you know, late December of 2012, just as the Mayans had predicted. Wow. All right. So, okay. Then I said, well, uh, is this true? Yeah, it is. Uh, it's all over the place. In fact, uh, I, here it is right here at, uh, on the NASA website. NASA is, it's science.nasa.gov. It's called Near Miss the Solar Superstorm of July 2012. This was published in July of 2014. So this was published two years later after the incident. And it says, if an asteroid big enough to knock modern civilization back to the 18th century appeared out of deep space and buzzed the Earth-Moon system, the near-miss would be instant worldwide headline news. Two years ago, in 2012, Earth experienced a close shave just as perilous, but most newspapers did not mention it. The impactor, as they called it, was an extreme solar storm, the most powerful in as much as 150 plus years. Quote, if it had hit, we would still be picking up the pieces, end quote, said Daniel Baker of the University of Colorado. Baker, along with colleagues from NASA and other universities, published a seminal study of the storm in the December 2013 issue of the journal Space Weather. Their paper entitled, quote, a major solar eruptive event in July 2012 describes how a powerful coronal mass ejection or CME tore through Earth orbit on July 23rd, 2012. Fortunately, Earth wasn't there. Instead, the storm cloud hit the Stereo A spacecraft. And uh, says here, Baker, the scientist says, quote, I have come away from our recent studies more convinced than ever that Earth and its inhabitants were incredibly fortunate that the 2012 eruption happened when it did. If the eruption had occurred only one week earlier, Earth would have been in the line of fire. And then they go on to talk about how that, uh, you know, a direct hit by an extreme CME such as this one could cause widespread power blackouts, disabling everything that plugs into a wall socket. Most people wouldn't even be able to flush their toilet because urban water supplies largely rely on electric pumps. Okay, so then they go on to say before July of 2012, when researchers talked about extreme solar storms, their touchstone was the iconic Carrington event of September 1859, named after English astronomer Richard Carrington who actually saw the instigating flare with his own eyes. In the days that followed his observation, a series of powerful CMEs hit Earth head-on with a potency not felt before or since. Intense geomagnetic storms ignited northern lights as far south as Cuba and caused global telegraph lines to spark, setting fire to some telegraph offices and thus disabling the Victorian Internet. A similar storm today could have a catastrophic effect. According to a study by the National Academy of Sciences, the total economic impact could exceed uh, $2 trillion or 20 times greater than the cost of a Hurricane Katrina. Multi-ton transformers damaged by such a storm might take years to repair. 
quote, in my in my view, the July 2012 storm was in all respects at least as strong as the 1859 Carrington event, says Baker. The only difference is it missed, end quote. And to give you even more of an, an idea of what they're talking about, they measure the the power of these things in what they call nano Teslas. So they say that like an ordinary geomagnetic storm that hits Earth um it, it, but doesn't really do any harm, just creates the northern lights and all that, is around 50 nanotesla. And the worst geomagnetic storm of last the last century happened in 1989, and that was 600 nanoteslas. They believe that the Carrington event was about uh, a staggering... 800 to 1750 we're talking 1750 nanoteslas and they say that this thing if it had hit it would have registered at least 1200 comparable to the carrington event twice as bad as anything we saw in the last century but you know what there's something really inspirational and positive about this, even though I know it's kind of scary. I'll explain. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'll be back after these important messages. Hang on. Josh will be right back. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts. 
We're happy to let you know that our Coast to Coast AM official YouTube channel has now reached 300,000 subscribers. You can listen to the first hour of recent and past shows all for free. So head on over to coasttocoastam.com and hit the YouTube icon at the top of the page. This is free show audio, so don't wait. coasttocoastam.com is where you want to be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren, and this is the show where the unusual becomes usual. I'm going to do something that I don't usually do on this show. Here in a little bit, I am going to play some EVP for you, some electronic voice phenomenon. Could these be the voice of ghosts? Well, I know the guy who captured them. Um, so yeah, I'll be, uh, I'll be playing that for you soon. Let's get back to this 2012 story though. Don't you think it's amazing that for thousands of years, the minds had said that something catastrophic was going to happen in 2012 and then this happens? What a coincidence. And even though it was a near miss and we got lucky that time, well, uh, it does make you think that you don't get lucky forever. Anybody who lives in a hurricane-prone area knows that. Eventually, it gets you. But in this case, did some type of outside force come along? Call it God, call it extraterrestrials, call it spiritual interdimensional beings. Did something come along and somehow change fate? change destiny and and switch that and protect us the last minute let me tell you quickly what happened to me on that uh notorious date december 21st of 2012 i was in Asheville, north carolina i uh, owned a house there at that time that's of course my hometown and one of my friends was throwing a 2012 end of the world party <laughs> and i was invited to go and it, it sounded like a fun thing to do, but I don't know, for some reason, I just, I wasn't filling up for it. I was feeling very weird that day. And I remember that, uh, you know, I'd been up kind of late working the night before and my sleep schedule was off. And, uh, I think that I ended up taking a nap and sleeping in the afternoon. I was by myself at home. 
And all of a sudden, I hear this god-awful, it sounded like an explosion outside my house. Boom! I woke straight up, (laughs) stone cold, jumped out of my skin like, oh my God, that did not sound good, whatever that was. And I walked outside, and this huge tree had fallen and crushed my car. It was a Kia Spectra. Just destroyed this car. And, you know, I kind of looked back and I thought, you know, it's very possible that if I had gone to that party, I would have been getting in the car right around now to leave. And I mean, does this stuff like that just give you the goosebumps? You get the chill. And to make it even weirder, as it got dusky, the sky turned the most oh striking, eerie, surreal shade of purple. It didn't look real. You know, when you see that once in a while, it's like it looks like a painting. I remember I talked the next day to Dr. Bill Forston, who, of course, he's he's super famous for uh, writing books about the threat of EVPs. Uh, excuse me, of, uh, of EMPs, like, uh, in his book, One Second After. And he, he goes out there and he advocates for protecting the grid and he speaks before Congress and all this stuff. He's always on coast to coast. I am talking about it. And, uh, <laughs> and he said, Josh, did you see the sky yesterday evening? And he says, he says, I walked outside and I saw the sky look because he lived there in Western North Carolina as well. He goes, I, I saw the sky looked and all I could think is that that song by the doors. This is the end. <laughs> uh, I know what he meant, but, uh, you know what? And then, of course, nothing else bad happened, but that was a pretty dramatic way for me to remember December 21st, 2012. I'm glad I decided to skip that party and, and take a nap. Uh, but man, that, yeah, it totaled my car basically. Uh, so anyway, okay. Here is why I say all this is, is actually kind of inspirational and positive. That is because look, if this thing was destined to happen, this bad thing that could have potentially destroyed everything. And then at the last possible minute, something came in and saved us. Well, then that implies that not everything has to be fixed that, and I, and I mean, in a fixed state that we may have a choice to go in and actually change things that are supposed to happen. And I'll give you an example of what I mean. I know I, I bring up the Bible a lot, but you have to understand that the Bible is the best selling book of all time. All right. In the entire world, in all of human history. So this doesn't necessarily have anything to do with your beliefs. This is a, a big part of, of our culture around the world. At least five billion copies of the Bible have been sold. That means that if every time a Bible had been purchased, you got one penny, just one U.S. penny. You would have fifty million dollars. Okay, that's a that's a lot of Bibles out there. And one thing that I always thought was kind of interesting and unsettling about the Bible is sometimes the Bible will will say things, especially in Revelation, about bad stuff that's going to happen, and it will be like these things will come to pass. Doesn't say they might. 
if you don't behave. Like, for example, Matthew chapter 24, verses 6 through 8, King James Version. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all of these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. And then it goes on like, here's uh, here's one from Revelation um, chapter 1. Uh, paraphrased the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave him to show us things that are going to come to pass. So it's like, there's all this stuff in the Bible. That's like, look, bad things are going to happen. All you can do is prepare for it. And it's kind of nice. It's kind of nice to think that it is possible that we actually always may have a choice. And that we might be able to actually go in and uh, and influence the the destiny of the world if we can get our heads on straight, you know, because otherwise, you know, the next time something bad happens, the next time there's an EMP, if if we're not uh, if we're not prepared for it, then well, we're we're toast, right? So anyway. That's the inspirational thing to take from it. And if you know more about what may have come and saved us, then feel free to share it. All right. So let's get to these audio recordings that I told you I'm going to play for you. This is something that, again, I don't usually do this because I've never been a big fan of EVP. As a matter of fact, I was on Coast to Coast AM one time being interviewed by the man himself, the great Art Bell. And Art had a much more open mind than I do regarding EVP. And maybe I just don't have the best ear or something. I don't know. But um, I was willing to tell Art that I don't put a lot of stock in it. And he took issue with that. And we kind of got into a bit of an argument on the air about the the legitimacy of EVP as a research tool. I mean, if you want to go do it for fun, you go for it. But and and trust me, Art Bell was not somebody that you wanted to get into an argument with. Uh, he's, he was very intelligent, insistent man. But, um, you know, that's the thing. It's like I have always thought that if we're going to make real progress with this stuff called paranormal research, we got to have some pretty blatant, stringent controls on things. And the number one thing that works against us is this thing called pareidolia. You've heard me talk about it before. Pareidolia is spelled P-A-R-E-I-D-O-L-I-A. And it is the tendency for human beings to perceive something and impose a meaningful interpretation on it so that one sees a, a pattern or meaning where there actually is none. Uh, I think the best example of this is seeing the man in the moon. You look up and you can say, I see a big face there. We all see it. We all see the man in the moon. And if you were an ancient person, you might say, that's a big dude up there looking at us. You might. But we now know that that's not true. Okay. I can go get a telescope. Yes. I don't, I don't even have to fly to the moon. I can go get a telescope and I believe what I'm seeing is a better view of that. And there, that is not a man's face. That is pareidolia. Um, looking at clouds and making them out to be, you know, rabbits and stuff like that. That's pareidolia. It is the natural tendency to create order out of chaos, so to speak. And I think it's one of the strongest things in the world. Magicians use it all the time to manipulate us. And I mean, like stage magicians and illusionists. So that's why I've never been a big fan of this. But 
Here's why I'm going to play this for you. You hear me talk a lot about my buddy, Jim Colonna, and he is the composer who was so inspired by my work to compose this piece of music about it. Um, Joshua's shop of uh, curiosities and you know, miracles. Uh, I think Jim Colonna.com is his, uh, yeah, J I M C O L O N N A, Jim Colonna.com. That is his website. This is a guy who's got a really good ear and he's also a paranormal investigator. So he has been for years investigating this haunted house in Pennsylvania. And he wrote me an email and he goes, I know that what your stance is on EVP, but I want you to listen to some of these and just tell me what you think. And I said, okay. So when we come back, I'm going to play a couple of these for you, but these were captured using a spirit box. So it's not like just a straight up imprint I'll explain what that means when we return. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back. Hang in there. Josh is coming right back on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every eight minutes, the American Red Cross brings help and hope to people in need. Thanks to the support of everyday heroes like you, the Red Cross is able to respond to disasters big and small, support military families, 
help ensure that blood is available when needed, and teach life-saving skills like CPR and first aid. Be a hero. Donate today. Visit redcross.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Ouija board expert Karen A. Dahlman, and you're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. back to the final segment of this edition of Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joshua P. Warren. And when I was a kid, my dad always had a police scanner that he would listen to for fun. And, you know, these scanners, they would have a function where it would just scan through a bunch of channels really fast. And if you heard something that you liked, you could stop it. It's very similar to what happens when you just hit the scan button on a radio like the one you probably have in your car. Um, And I think that that's pretty much all that these so-called spirit boxes are. There are a lot of them out there, so I can't speak to, to all of them. I don't own all of them. But most of the ones that I see are basically like one of those scanners that all they do is they go through and they scan everything, which includes all the artificial signals from radio stations and walkie talkies and stuff. So you're getting just like a bunch of background noise and you're you're just getting little snippets of it. So once in a while, if you hit that scan button and then a voice pops out that happens to sound like it might be answering your question. If you believe that that is a ghost that's speaking to you, then I I think the only way you could believe that would be to believe that somehow this spirit is manipulating this device in order to make it uh, express this word at this time. So basically, the ghost is like using synchronicity, like this tapping into the matrix of reality in order to get a message across. Maybe so. That's very different than uh, like the old school EVP sessions where you just hit the record button and then you uh, you sit back and uh, you're quiet and you may not hear anything with your naked ears. But then you play the recording later and there's a voice there, almost like that something was imprinting directly onto the recording medium. Now, so, like, I I don't know uh, 
if ghosts or spirits are using these spirit box devices to to manipulate and speak with people or not. Um, but uh, it, there's no harm in playing with it and experimenting. So this is what uh, Jim Colonna and his team have been using at this haunted house in Pennsylvania. So I'm just going to play a couple of clips for you that he sent me. Uh, these are probably not even what he would say are the best ones, but these are ones where I could at least hear the the word that uh, that seems to be answering whatever they're talking about or, or, or asking about. Okay, so this first one is uh, the the spirit. If if it is a spirit, says the word nuts. Okay, you ready? Here we go. What is your favorite food? Nuts. Nuts. Okay, now I'm going to play this for you one more time. Listen and see if you hear the spirit say nuts. What is your favorite food? Nuts. I mean, you know, I can hear the word nuts. Of course, I knew it was supposed to say nuts, but all right, let's move on to another clip. And this one, um, he believes that the spirit may actually be saying the word spirit. All right, I'm going to play this for you one more time. Do you hear the word spirit? All right, so you can make up your own mind. Uh, he has plenty more examples like this. And, um, you know, again, I have to go back and just say it may or may not be an example of some type of interdimensional or spiritual communication. Uh, I don't personally think that that kind of stuff is reliable enough to, at this point, uh, change where we stand on proving whether or not we're, we're talking to some other type of being, but there's no harm in experimentation. And, uh, I thank Jim Colonna for allowing us to play that for you. And if you would like to, uh, again, correspond with him regarding his, his work, uh, and definitely listen to some of his, his music he has composed, jimcolonna.com, J I M C O L L O N A dot com. Great guy. A lot of fun hanging. C-O-L-O-N-N-A. Yeah. Um, all right. So I now would like to read to you a testimonial that I got from Brett in New Jersey. And Brett is big fan, big supporter of the show. And he apparently owns one of my wands and also a psionic dematerializer. AKA the bad buster. You can find these things in my curiosity shop. He says, here is my testimonial. My neighbor's pool had not had a pool cover in a few years and looked disgusting. It was nauseating. After using the psionic dematerializer, the bad buster, they started cleaning it. Then when getting the wand, I set the intention of them buying a pool cover. They received the pool cover within a couple weeks after my using the wand. It seemed impossible. 
I also use the psionic dematerializer to help me get work in my business. When I forget to use it, my hugest accounts cancel. But when I do use it, they hire me. Thank you so much, Brett. And that's Brett in New Jersey. Hey, that's a wonderful testimonial. Thank you, Brett. I really appreciate that. You see, that's why I keep making these things and putting them out there. And they come with 100% money back guarantees. You got nothing to lose, okay? If you you listen to me, you kind of see what my attitude is about all this. Go to joshuapwarren.com and click the link to the Curiosity Shop and just see what's there. You know, I make a lot of the stuff myself. Um, Here's something that's kind of weird that I figured I might try to share with you. Uh, I think I got time to squeeze this in because, you know, I am kind of an unusual guy. Uh, that's why they call me the wizard of weird. And uh, I just thought recently I was looking at ancestry.com and, you know, years ago I sent off my, my saliva and uh, they gave me a DNA profile of the countries that are connected to me genetically. Where do you think I am from? Like, what countries would you guess right now <laughs> are connected to my DNA? Now, think about it for a second. Well, here we go. Let's see if this is going to surprise you or not. So, and maybe the, maybe these are countries that just show you where, like, weird people who, who are into the paranormal come from. Okay, the number one section, which is 63% of my genes are from England and Northwestern Europe. That's 63%. Next, with 14%, is Scotland. Next, with 10%, is Ireland. Next, with 8%, is Norway. Next, with 3%, is Wales. Next, with 1%, is Senegal. Those are my only genes from Africa. And then also with 1% Northern Italy. So again, England and Northwestern Europe is 63%. Scotland, 14. Ireland, 10. Norway, 8. Wales, 3. Senegal, 1. And Northern Italy, 1. I wonder how many people who have a similar DNA profile are also into weird stuff. And maybe maybe they're even seeing ghosts and getting abducted by UFOs and having psychic magical experiences. (laughs) Just something interesting to think about. My blood type is O positive, though. I don't have that. uh, What is it? The RA negative uh, thing I've talked about before. So I don't have the alien DNA, but that's fine with me. I'm, I've got an, enough quirks. I don't need anything on top of that. Um, and it's also kind of cool that, you know, obviously the birthplace of paranormal uh, research and investigation, what they originally called psychical research in the modern age, in the Victorian age, uh, it, it all started right there around, you know, England and that part of Europe. And then also I have some Norway blood in there, which is where you find the Hestelin lights, which are very similar to the Brown Mountain lights in Western North Carolina, where I grew up. But the Brown Mountain lights, of course, are on a mountain and the Hestelin lights are in a valley. But either way, it's a dramatic form of uh, geology. So I, I think that I uh, my uh, my interests are are well rooted in a lot of tradition that goes back to storytelling and an interest in mysteries and the unknown. 
All right. It is time for you now, if you can, to kick back, relax, close your eyes if possible, take a deep breath. We're going to try to make this next week for you the best week ever. Meditate on this. Listen to the good fortune tone. That's it for this edition of the show. Follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren. Plus, visit JoshuaPWarren.com to sign up for my free e-newsletter to receive a free instant gift and check out the cool stuff in the Curiosity Shop all at JoshuaPWarren.com. I have a fun one lined up for you next time, I promise. So please tell all your friends to subscribe to this show and to always remember the golden rule. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon. You've been listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Well, if you like this episode of Strange Things, wait till you hear the next one. Thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Gym Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.